0: And now the quote of the day by American author Mark Twain. Never regret anything that made you smile. In this last episode with Dr. Alex, she discusses two research projects, which she deems very important to the interpreting field in Poland and possibly the world. And she speaks to possible future research projects in the field of interpreting. Now. Let's begin to smile. Is there a research out there, not necessarily in Poland, but research that you are very excited about or that you think is very important to, to know?
1: Okay. There's research conducted by uh, Deborah Russell, for example, mm-hmm. that I consider very inspiring. It's the research uh related to our uh, consecutive and simultaneous interpreting. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring for me and I think it should be inspiring for, for uh many interpreters here in Poland mm-hmm. because this is what we lack here mm-hmm. in, in Poland, uh like consecutive interpreting. Yeah. I know it's it's maybe not the most frequent mode of interpreting used by sign language interpreters mm-hmm. due to the fact that it's possible just to go simultaneous when mm-hmm. when you use both spoken and sign language right mm-hmm. it's it seems very obvious
0: um yes and it's very much a mode that the, our clients are used to yes. and they expect yes they expect it because it's it's quicker but can you explain why this research is important? What, or maybe give a summary for those listening that don't know what this means.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Deb, Deborah Russell uh, conducted research uh, in uh, legal settings on how um, consecutive interpreting differs uh, when compared to simultaneous interpreting uh, in terms of, of quality of interpretation and interpretation. Um, uh, she she found out that consecutive interpreting may uh, get better uh, may lead to better quality of interpretation. Um,
0: what was her conclusion?
1: Well, she concluded that it's not always simultaneous interpreting that should be used in uh, such demanding situation like uh, legal interpreting. Yes, so interpreters when when they interpret consecutively they obviously they they uh, they work differently in terms of uh, their memory, how they use their memory, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. how they structure their utterances. Yes, it turns out that the utterances are not under such influence of, of spoken language, mm-hmm. for example. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, they sound more natural for deaf people. And this is what deaf clients appreciate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I often I often hear from deaf people that, uh, well, this simultaneous interpreting is great, but it's, you know, uh, well, it it has some features of spoken Mm -hmm. language in Mm -hmm. it. Right, yes. and they feel that when when they communicate with with an interpreter like uh, directly, when they have a conversation with the interpreter, this interpreter signs like like a deaf person. But when it comes to simultaneous interpreting, it, it uh, the interpretation is like m- more Polish like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? And but that's that's how simultaneous interpreters uh, interpreting works.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yes. So it
1: it gets this it gets uh, influenced by uh, the, the source language. Yeah. And this this can be avoided in consecutive interpreting, right? So interpreter has the time to mm-hmm. restructure the original utterance uh, in a way that it should be more natural in mm-hmm. the target language. Yeah. Right? And this is what deaf people appreciate. This is sometimes what is more understandable for deaf people, mm-hmm. right? Um, Yes. So uh, this is what uh, Deborah Russell concluded mm-hmm. that it's not always the simultaneous interpreting that should be used, mm-hmm. but consecutive. Mm-hmm. The problem is that you need to know how to interpret, uh, you know, uh, in a consecutive mode, mm-hmm. yeah. and this is what should be taught. Yes, it's it's taught uh, in the case of spoken language interpreters, but not yet in the case of. Sign language interpreters. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's important for us here to know the research Mm -hmm. uh, of Deborah Russell, right?
0: Yes, and I think that connects to maybe older research from Dennis Coakley, uh, who was a researcher in the U.S. He focused on uh, lag time and looked at how Mm -hmm. the more we increase our wait time or our processing time, the better uh, or the fewer errors that we have in our interpretation so i think that really connects to consecutive interpreting as well. uh, research as well mm-hmm. yeah
1: indeed yeah. and and one one more piece of research that i uh, i'm really impressed by is the one by jemina napier Chris stone and marty de Mulder. Mm-hmm. they wrote about cooperation between uh the deaf person deaf speaker mm-hmm. and interpreters Yes, and this is, uh, I think, um, a great piece of academic work uh, and, and research because I, I I think that it points out that deaf people have a very important role to play in interpreting in interpreted situation, mm-hmm. right? They are not passive. They are not only like recipients Mm -hmm. of of the the messages, Mm -hmm. right? But they are co-authors of the original messages Mm -hmm. and also co-authors as if of of what's um, the interpreter, Mm -hmm. interpreted messages, right? They, how they work with uh, the interpreters.
0: And in an idealistic world, we should involve all the clients the hearing side the deaf side anyone that we're working with in the interpreting situation so that it's a cooperation Mm. it's better for everyone yes higher quality for everyone
1: yes that interpreters and uh, deaf and hearing clients work you know to achieve the same Mm -hmm. goal Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah so what would be for you the next step in interpreting research what do you think would be a good next step that we need to look into?
1: Hmm, That's a difficult question. There are so many things that need research here in Poland, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I'm very much interested in in this consecutive versus simultaneous. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, So I think that that would be maybe not my first next step, but uh it's somewhere there and my on my agenda mm-hmm. uh my research agenda definitely uh somewhere there um I was thinking about conducting interviews with uh deaf women mm-hmm. uh who have recently gave birth mm-hmm. about their experience being in in you know um, in labor delivering a baby giving birth uh uh, in the company of a sign language interpreter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm also wondering about, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, inviting deaf people, different groups of deaf people, like artists, scientists, social activists, to speak about their vision or Yes, yes, they uh, needs when it comes to interpreting mm-hmm. and, and interpreters, what they need, what they expect. I think each of these groups uh, of deaf people, deaf um, clients have different perspective on um. Mm-hmm. Uh, what interpreting actually should look like. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like um getting deaf people involved in talking about interpreting, mm-hmm. right? Right. I think that my my PhD research was the, the first little step in this direction, mm-hmm. like asking them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: "What do you think about interpreting?"
2: Yes. Right? Yes.
1: And now now that we know. Much more about interpreting, um, that we, we have already talked to interpreters on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think we also need to ask deaf people what they want, what they expect, what they need, how they see things right now, mm-hmm. uh, what bothers them, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And how things can be improved for them, right? Right. This is, uh, for, for me, it's very important to work To stimulate to motivate the uh, sign language interpreter community but also you know to make deaf people as their clients uh satisfied Mm -hmm. with what they get yes right
0: so giving communities that we serve giving them more power to tell us what we should be serving
1: indeed 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 that's the direction that we should move everything in Mm -hmm.
0: good morning good evening you know the rest just click on the support link in the description to buy me a coffee or three or five to help support this podcast to share the passion of our profession. Thank you very much. Now let's do a little bit of more personal, fun interaction here. We're going to do what we call a little word association. I will say a word or a phrase and you just tell me the first word or concept or story even that comes to your mind. The first word is interpreter.
1: Hmm. Interpreter as a professional communicator, like someone connecting to worlds. Uh, some people say bridge between the world of the deaf and hearing. Um, I think that, that that's a professional, that's a specialist in um, two languages, at least two languages, a language specialists simply. hmm it should be a professional
0: okay next one motivation
1: hmm. motivation something that drives us uh to do things uh, to develop ourselves to uh be better versions of ourselves i don't know mm-hmm. to discover things to learn new things
0: number 3 fear
1: fear uh, we should not, um, let it overwhelm us. Whatever we do, we should not, uh, sorry, how to put it in English? Undergo it, no, um, subject ourselves. Yes. We should not subject ourselves to fear, right? We should not let it paralyze us. We should, uh, do what we want to do, what we feel that we want, we need to do. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Number four, knowledge.
1: Knowledge is priceless. Knowledge is everything um, in so many areas, so many aspects of our lives. Um, without it, we are lost.
0: Mm-hmm. Number five, language.
1: Wow, it's so touching. <laughs> language is language is a bit like knowledge. You know, it's what defines us. Some sometimes it's who we are. Uh, what we how we can get to other people. Uh, how we can connect with other people. Uh, languages are beautiful um, and are very, maybe very powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: That identity. That's nice. Number six. Mistakes.
1: Oh, I hate mistakes. I hate mistakes and I feel, um, but everyone makes them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're unavoidable, right? Right. Uh, it's just how we deal with them Mm -hmm. that matters, what we make of them, whether we, uh, treat them as, you know, a sort of opportunity for us to get better Mm -hmm. or whether we treat them as, uh, I know something Mm -hmm. defining us they should not they should not i I, it's difficult to to deal with them Mm -hmm. but uh later on uh we may i mean uh from how to put it in the hind view you know
0: put it behind us
1: i wanted to say that when we make mistakes Mm -hmm. uh at the beginning or initially they they may uh hurt right we feel overwhelmed or Defeated, mm-hmm. but with time, they may turn out to be very, very good lessons for us. Just, and, and something that will strengthen us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when, when I have problems, I, I do have problems with dealing my, with, with my mistakes. Uh, I don't take them easy. Mm-hmm. No, no. But then after some time, I try to think about them as uh, something that I develop. Mm-hmm. thanks to them yes
0: you as a person develop because you've
1: made those yeah. mistakes yes yes I sort of like i i evolve right I try not to make them break me or mm-hmm. uh, devastate me although they do at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> but later on i i like to think about them as like okay that was it that was a mistake i made Now I'm much smarter. Thanks to it, I will never repeat the same mistake again. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye.
0: (laughs) Okay, number seven. Comfort food.
1: Comfort food. Um, Pasta. Pasta. That that that, that comes to my mind is pasta.
0: Uh, Any type or?
1: Oh, I'm I'm just salivating (laughs) right now.
0: Okay,
1: so. I don't know, different types of pasta, but with vegetarian sauces. Mm. Definitely like thick, creamy sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe spinach, maybe uh, broccoli to it. Yeah.
0: Mm. And the last one (laughs) a good day.
1: Mm. A good day is a day without uh, being in a hurry, no rush. Um, having time to think about what I want to do, what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, having time for myself mm-hmm. with good weather. Definitely there must be sun mm-hmm. um, to make me feel good that day. You know, just feeling relaxed, I guess. Yeah. Not, not having any worries. Uh, doing my job, doing things that, you know, are, are there to be mm-hmm. done, but in this easy, slow way, I would mm-hmm. say.
0: So it's a very sunny, consecutive day for you.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Okay.
0: okay. Deborah Russell was right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first step of this journey into this world of sign language interpreting, the deaf community, if you look back now, what things shocked you or surprised you about either your own perspective or about the communities that you were jumping into?
1: Well, there were as if two feelings in me. Mm -hmm. I I felt ecstatic about the fact that we are doing great things here in Poland, that we are starting a marvelous thing. Mm The Association and Education for Sign Language Interpreters And we had a great mission in, in front of us, right? At the same time, I felt really overwhelmed with everything that was not there. And, uh, we were expected to develop, create, establish. That was it that there was, (laughs) there was almost nothing and we had to start from scratch. It was exciting because it was us. A group of uh very passionate mm-hmm. people um we are very passionate about doing things together mm-hmm. cooperating organizing you know um like starting all the things together um but at the same time we we had this thought that it would take so much time and so much effort mm-hmm. and it did. It took us so so many years to get to mm-hmm. where we are right now. Some people decided that it won't be for them anymore. Some people mm-hmm. uh, felt tired, sure, uh, exhausted. Right. Mm-hmm. I also got tired at some point and felt that I don't have anything more to add from myself. Mm-hmm. Right. That I felt like burnt out. Yes. But Luckily, uh, new people came Mm -hmm. to to the community uh, with new energy, with Mm -hmm. new ideas. And so I think that this is how things are moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right now. So I'm still there supporting uh, interpreters, uh, inspiring if I can, motivating them, teaching, being in touch, serving as, uh, you know, whoever I can be for them. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it's such a relief that I'm not, well, the the person that is responsible Mm -hmm. for like for association, for example, right. And for many other things, it's just,
0: Mm -hmm. you're now in that good day mode.
1: Sort of. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Less of the rush of the beginnings.
1: Yes. And things are being done differently nowadays. When we started, Sure. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, there was plenty to be done, Mm -hmm. but the pace depended on us Mm -hmm. when we wanted to do things, how we wanted to do do them, Mm -hmm. right? And nowadays, I think that uh, plenty is already done, and now things need a better pace. I think they need to be done faster. You know, you need to react to things immediately.
0: There's more expectations now, I guess.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely.
0: This episode had many great points. Let me pick just a few to remind us what we heard. Let's start with the research. Alex mentions from this discussion, we learned that we as interpreters need to improve our consecutive interpreting skills. We need to learn what situations demand a higher quality of accuracy versus the high speed interpreting of simultaneous interpreting. We already do consecutive interpreting. Sometimes the wait time is quite short, only a few seconds. But the longer we have to process what we're hearing, to process what we're seeing, the more time we will have to go through all the stages of the interpreting process. The rest of the research discussion gives us the main point we must involve our clients in what we do. And we don't just mean in research, while that's important, but we should do that regularly, asking our clients what do they want, what do they prefer, how do they want us to serve them. This will influence how we train ourselves, how we improve our skills, and how we handle each situation differently for each Lastly, Alex has looked back and smiled at where they have come from and where they are now. Her role in the communities has changed. She is now a supporter of the next generation because their roles are different now than what her role was when she started. There are different demands. There are different needs in the communities and from the interpreters she is now taking those next steps in the journey so enjoy your smiles but look forward to the next steps just like look forward to next week when i'll see you again take care now